The Pro Act Know How. Hi, welcome to this webinar. Um, hopefully, we're starting exactly on time. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, we're doing a review. For the last couple of months, we've been looking at uh, issues around uh, tax residents and domicile and tax independence. And for more information on that, you can look at our YouTube series, subscribe to the channel down below, and uh, follow these series and get a bigger understanding of, of what the situation is for you. Um, what we want to cover in this webinar today is a concise view of, of some of the key issues. Uh, we talked about tax residents. If you're tax resident, in a country for more than 183 days in a year, then you've got a tax liability in that country for that year. So it doesn't matter whether it's your home country or you're an expat living and working abroad, uh, if you're in that country for more than six months, you've got a, a tax residence liability. Um, and, and, and that's not, not debatable either way. And, and so the 4th of July is a halfway point in the year. And that's, so if you're in a calendar year jurisdiction, then you, uh, from the 1st of Ju January to the 4th of July, you'll then be taxed in that year. So you need to consider what that arrangement is. We've also distinguished in, in our seminars that tax residents, residents and domicile are not the same thing. You can be, an expat can be resident and have a home in a number of different countries. You can move to a country and live on a short-term holiday or, or business trip for 90 days to be living in, in that, that country without being a tax resident and without you know, a big need for, for big visa issues. There are travel visa issues even for short-term holidays, but generally... For 90 day trips, that's allowed. When you've got the EU Schengen zone, it's 90 days in 180 days. When you've got uh, something more, um, other issues can come into, into play. Um, it, it, there, there are some jurisdictions that you can spend up to 180 days in one go, and, and um, but sometimes you, you can only do 90 days in the 180, like in the Schengen zone. Um, and, and, and that is verified when you're crossing the border in and out of that country. So consider your residence, but short-term trips generally, 90 days are, are allowable for business and holiday and, and shouldn't create a tax liability. Not always, but they can. We also looked at domicile. What we said about domicile is different from your citizenship, it's different from your tax residency, and it's different from your residence. It's your, it's your country of or home of origin. It's defined by your birth and your, who your parents and where your parents are from. So an expat born abroad could be domicile in their parents' home country or in the country that they, they, they adopt. Uh, but your domicile is your default tax residence, and this is the issue to consider. Uh, domicile de determines where you'll be tax resident in, in the long term. So it needs to think about that. So um, uh, if, you're dom if you're an expat moving to a, a new country using the 90-day residence rules, 
um, then you've got a bit more freedom if you're not domiciled in that country. But a UK expat going back to the UK, uh, they're constrained by domicile rules. And that will be the same for any other um, uh, UK, uh, 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 expat living in the UK wants to relocate to the home country is then constrained by their home rules. And so we looked at those issues and that, that is a constraint on what your tax residence is. So uh, let's consider some examples of how that works. So for example, if you want to be an expat in Romania, um, the corporation tax regime can offer you a, a very low tax regime you might judge that the, the tax regime at 16% is, is a low tax regime anyway. But if you're domiciled to Romania, then you, you don't have any other advantages in your tax regime and you don't have some of those expat advantages. So an expat living in Romania doesn't pay tax on, on unremitted income. Uh, it's the same with um, uh, other countries where you can have income that's not remitted is not taxed locally. So uh, let, let's consider the UK. If you're an expat relocating to the UK and you're not domiciled from the UK, then for the seven years you could not remit your overseas earnings and not pay local UK income tax. So uh, an expat relocated to the UK on a short-term business contract but working remotely can enjoy a very beneficial tax uh, status, not paying income tax. After seven years, an expat living in the UK that's non-domiciled, um, uh, who wants to use the remittance basis, has a, a, has a fixed rate annual charge of £30,000 or more. So that comes in. And we talked about seven years is, is a key time for looking at tax residency. So there's lots of different rules, but generally domicile is a 20-year time frame. So in the UK, if an expat comes to the UK, 15 years as a tax resident, out of 19, you're considered to be domiciled in the UK. So it changes from domicile of origin to deemed domicile in the UK. If you go to Cyprus, Cyprus will allow expats to be registered as non-DOM for 17 out of 20 tax years, which gives, means that they pay 0% tax on dividends and interest earned, earned from contracts. Uh, and non-DOMs in Cyprus can also don't, don't pay any tax on income that's not remitted into the country. So remittance basis is, is quite a good way either for domicile or for tax residents to, to, to save tax. Um, it, uh, and so domicile can be used as a way to save tax for expats living and working abroad. The domicile for UK expat is also a tax trap because it ties you in. And once you look at your ties, it, it, it can restrict your time going in and out of the UK. So if you've been into the UK for more than 90 days in the previous three years, then your ties become relevant and they can restrict your uh, your status if you're domiciled to the uk and you've been in the country for more than 90 days or you've not been out of the country for more than three tax years then times can restrict you to as little as 16 days in the uk in any tax year 
So a, a UK expat relocating abroad needs to consider a minimum of three tax years to be free of, of the constraint of, of, of ties initially. Even so, seven years is, is a clear period to start breaking free on that. And we said with domicile, an expat relocated to the UK, it's got seven years before the remittance uh, charge can, of £30,000 comes in. So they can pay a zero tax on their worldwide earnings and only pay tax on what they earn in the UK. So that can be a very good way of earning money for uh, expats living and working in the UK. Uh, if you want to be a nomad and remote work, uh, there are countries like Indonesia where they won't allow expats to have more than 180 days living and working in Indonesia in a year. Um, there's proposals for them to allow a five-year contract for expats uh, to be living and working, but that proposal doesn't include being allowed to have an Indonesian registered business. So although you wouldn't have any tax to pay in Indonesia on that five-year residency visa, you'd still need to have a tax person somewhere else, which is either your domicile or perhaps you could use a personal service company in another jurisdiction to minimise your tax. Um, Cyprus offers a 60-day tax residence. So a nomad that wants to live and work abroad could have just have 60 days where they're living and working abroad um, uh, in Cyprus, but the rest of the other 10 months of the year, they, they could be working elsewhere. So if you've got a contract that, that's working abroad, this can work very well. So that, that, that contract could be in Africa, Asia, America, or, or Europe. And it, if that contract is in a very tax efficient jurisdiction, you can be tax resident in uh, Cyprus and, and, and pay, uh, for only 60 days and not paying tax on a remittance basis. And it can be a very effective way of, of paying uh, lo low tax for an expat. Um, at Pride, we offer plans and regimes for people to organise their affairs using service companies or family trusts to arrange and hold property and assets and business around the world and to manage their tax residence and their returns. Your domicile is key. That's your tax residence of, of, of default. As long as there's a, um, a double taxation treaty between your, your country of domicile and your country of tax residence, an, an expat can be non-resident to the home country and tax residence in another jurisdiction. And, and that allows them to enjoy the freedoms of, of using the advantage of different days of uh, existence and different um, uh, residents in that country, as well as whether they use remittance basis uh, of taxation or not. You can pay as little as 0% tax, and some countries cost more to live in than others. If you consider relocating to the Middle East, to Dubai, UAE, it could cost you £100,000 to get set up uh, as a tax resident in the UAE, which may be worth it if you want to save tax. But there could be other ways in other jurisdictions that could be more cost effective. 
operating to a personal service company, a family company, using a family trust, could protect you in using one jurisdiction when you're living in another jurisdiction. So all these things are worth considering and planning. But prior to what we always say is that the, the decisions in regarding your, your tax planning are those that best suit your family and your business and your lifestyle choices. Uh, where do you want to live? Where do you, your family want to live? Uh, where your, your, your permanent home is, where your family are based, your economic interests, is the deciding factor in where your tax residence is. So even if there's a grey area about your nomad working or, or where you're living or how many days you've spent in a country, these are the factors that come in. Where is your permanent home? Where is your family? Where is your economic interest? So look at that first. And where do you want to centre your life? And where, what disruption or changes do you want to make to that? Uh, so if you want to retire abroad, that, that is an easy choice. Find a location that works for your family and then uh, organise the, the tax around that. Um, if you've got the freedom to work remotely, Consider where you want your tax residence to be, which is cost-effective for your business. If you're earning 20000 or 200000 you've got different choices and different decisions. If you're working for a UK employer, you've got IR35 in the background to consider. So do you work as a contractor or under IR35 rules? What's going to work for you? All these issues we cover up right and you can contact us at projectpartnership.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel below uh, and follow us and, and keep in touch. Uh, each week we do uh, a webinar where you can ask questions and uh, we've got a, a project offer a retained client service. We get online advice and guidance and, and, and connect with me and the rest of the product team to give you guidance on your residence and your returns uh, for expats living and working abroad. Uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you again next time. The ProAct Know-How, brought to you by ProAct.